Do I have everybody's attention now? Now it's time for Jason Martin and Vol for Life, Ramon Foster. Powered by all four seasons garage doors. Together, they are J-Mart and Ramon on 104.5 The Zone. So there's the reason they don't play football on Wednesday uh, afternoons at yeah. 2.40. 2.40 in that the was afternoon. That ugly, ugly football game. Not great, Bob. That's, that's exactly where I was going to. Not great at all. Not great, and you lose Bud Dupree for the season to a yeah. torn ACL. Double whammy. No good. On top of just a bad showing. Can't lie. That was bad. That was rough to watch. Release knew it. I just knew it was going to be, man. I mean, I kind of felt it too, divisional opponents, but it's still no excuse. You got a, a, a partially, a, a, well, uh, the Steelers were up to about, let's say, 90% as far as players <laughs> available. Um, a few guys that played, I know they lost Marquise Pounce to their center, starting center right before the game, but JC's very serviceable, had no snap issues, had no nothing, and still weren't able to get a run game going. And yesterday we saw the Steelers defense yesterday, not able to stop the run also. At least whatever. Well, they didn't have to worry about stopping the pass, even though they gave up the one. I know. I don't even remember that kid named it through the touchdown again. McSorley. There it is. So I'm watching that and I'm like, man. So the Ravens don't have a quarterback that I bet they feel comfortable throwing the football. No. RG3 had like 40 yards. And if you take away that 139-yard run, the Ravens barely hit 85 yards before the big yeah. the one play. You take that play in the 39-yard run out, that's a disastrous yes. day. And so, do you point the finger at their management team, the GM, developing that team? Available? I mean, well, they lost over 20 guys, too. So, yeah, that didn't help out much at all. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it was not going to be a pretty game. No, unless it wasn't. The, unless the Steelers just showed up and blew them out. Which and they didn't. Because of those early turnovers, you realized, oh, so this is just going to be nasty. Yeah, four within the first quarter. Like, what the heck is going on? And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it yesterday too. You speak about the, uh, the Ravens quarterbacks not wanting to throw, uh, RG3 and McSorley for that matter. Right. Both were, looked like when they were in the pocket, they looked like they were waiting to get sacked. Uh, yeah. And some of the time they were right because Hayward got it twice before yeah. I even went to my photos. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Roethlisberger threw one of the worst interceptions I've seen in a while so bad. near the end zone. Early in the game, he's dancing around. I'm like, man, yeah. what, what are you doing? He's like falling backwards and he threw the ball anyway. Yeah. I'm like, there's no, there's nobody there. It was there's one, nobody pl- there. It was one play. If, if, uh, Yannick Ngakwe does not grab his shoulder, I think it's a pick. He was throwing to somebody that was double covered and, uh, there was a linebacker. Yannick's arm threw Ben's shoulder left and he threw the ball more left. If he had a throw where he was throwing, I think that was a pick. Bad yesterday, man. Yeah, it was bad. Those yeah. uniforms were not bad. Nah, the the color rush is one of the coolest things. I don't think I don't think the Steelers have lost in those. I know we didn't lose when uh, in them when I played. 
Well, they didn't lose yesterday either. Also, you got <laughs> Washington dropping balls. You got Deontay Johnson yeah. dropping balls. Juju. Juju dropping Ebron. balls. Ebron. Ebron's dropped balls his whole career. I though. know, but he's been more savvy than that this year in Pittsburgh. Well, he was Washington. good in Indy, too. Yeah. It's just in Detroit, he was trying to catch with oven mitts on. Hot he was out there with, just <laughs> like out there with fists stupid. trying to catch it like this. Oven mitts, man. But the most glaring thing of it all is one thing that the Titans have an advantage over everybody else with at this point. Other than Kansas City's gimmicks. Not gimmicks, but the way their offense is designed. They're very creative on offense. The run game. I had people adding me on Twitter about it, um, about every single thing to deal with the run game. It was not there at all. I'm looking at the way, at the way Pittsburgh is running the ball. They're trying to run the toss zone stuff. And now, as the guy that just left that, that system, that's not a Pittsburgh thing. You ask any defender, any person you know that's played against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they will tell you they are a downhill counter team. They are a downhill uh, fullback lead team. There is none of the, let's say, what the Titans do, where they toss the ball and let Henry run downhill, the, the side-to-side zone stuff. No, they're a downhill, downfield team, and for some reason, they've chosen to get away from it, and they got exposed last night. I mean, we're seeing Mike Tomlin on TV right now. Visibly, clearly not satisfied, not happy at all with that performance yesterday. I mean, and he shouldn't be. Now, no. it was a weird scenario. All of it was weird. But we do not care, remember? Do not care. So obviously he wasn't going to use that nah. as any kind of an excuse. But you know what you can do with that game? What's that? You can take that down the street, bro. <laughs> Man, take that down the street, bro. Everything about it, honestly. I mean, other than Brutal. the fact they won. That was not a, I feel like when you play a game like that, the team, a team like Baltimore exposed a lot. Teams are going to see this and say, Oh, all we got to do is run sideline and cut back. Guess what is, guess who's the team that does that really well? The Titans. Mm-hmm. Guess who's the team that has, that has athletes that's able to do that type of stuff really good? Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Like we're speaking about some stuff that, that I, I think Buffalo is going to be a tournament moving forward and Dupree hurts and Bud and we. We I don't know how long have we ever done it on air? Have we talked about it on air, or has it all been off air? Uh, as Just far that as, he should be in a Titans uniform. No, we've said it. We sprinkled it here and there. Yeah. I still think that ACLs are one of those things that yeah, you can come back from. He, he can come back. He can start off the season next year. That's what are we in December? Nine months, ten months. Yeah, he might be in October, but I still think he's worth it. But he knew it when I saw him. I honestly thought it was an Achilles because it looked like his foot bent back. Like he stretched that tendon behind his uh, his ankle. But when he hit the ground and started beating, I was like, yep, he knows. Eight sacks. Second on the team. About it was, I think he got a half yesterday, too. He was you on his way to him, double digits. You see him on the sidelines. He kind of looked over his shoulder at one point. Yeah. The camera called him. I'm like, oh, he knows he's done. He know. And you hate it. That's why guys hate the franchise tag. I hate the franchise tag. I hate it for a guy like Bud because the maturation of seeing him develop his career and it finally start to pay off, like, you would assume he would get 10 sacks this year, right? Double-digit sacks this year, which is the measuring stick when it comes to that position. He was on his way. He was on his way to being an unrestricted free agent unless the Steelers chose to franchise him. Um, the payday, I think, still comes. I still think somebody's going to pay him. Probably not the top of the market value because of the injury. And, if it's, and free agency is not what you can prove is what they're going to knock you on every single time. They're going to knock him on, okay, well, we don't know if you're going to be the same after the injury, although teams assume that they will be regardless. I look at that injury and I say that might be enough to keep them from 
getting to a Super Bowl out of the AFC. No, I just look at that play yesterday and say, you got a, you're climbing up a mountain now. Well, wait a second. I, there's one thing I am going to push back on with that. And that is nothing I saw yesterday can I take very much from. The circumstances of that, I'm tossing it out. Yeah. You just wanted to get that game played and yeah. get out of there. I don't think the Steelers are any worse because of what I saw yesterday. That was just a sloppy, we're playing on Wednesday, it looks like a scrimmage. We're the lead-in for Megan Trainer and a <laughs> tree lighting ceremony. <laughs> we're like, the lead-in. All, all of it was just garbage. Like I, I'm throwing that one out with the bathwater. The you baby just, is gone. So you just see the W and, well, you know what? Discard the tape. Here, hey, film guys, break this now, down. If they go to play, now, if they go Tom play Brady Washington, now, if they go play Washington on Sunday and suck, okay, then we can have a conversation. Yeah. Well, the good thing is we get the, we get the double back up at four o'clock central time on Monday. So it's, it's, they have to respond. Washington defense is still nice too. I mean, the game that you want to look for is week 14. Week the 14. Buffalo. Buffalo. Game. Yeah, that's the one. Like everything else, I think ESPN has at least a seventy percent chance for the Steelers to win yeah. every other game on the schedule except Buffalo. It depends on what kind of Josh Allen you're going to get too. Exactly. Yeah, it's it, it was discouraging yesterday though. I will say that I was happy that they got the win because I'm a fan of them. Of course, played there, but it was not a good look. Um, I'll say this though to help reel that back in: winning the ugly wins is good. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Closing out the game, we've talked about the the Titans and how you know what they found a way to win. I'll say this: last year or years before, we've played against a team like Baltimore where they've had a backup, Ryan Mallett at quarterback, and guess Ryan what, Mallett, and we lost that game. So I'll say this in the, in the terms of like being able to say, all right, yeah, whatever, we'll lose it. Guess what? They didn't yesterday, though. I think something's to be said about it. It's not. A pretty look is not something you proud of, but they're still flawless as far as their record. They right. took a hit yesterday, though, as far as Bud. Yeah, losing Dupree is big, but getting out of there with a win and staying just a little bit in front of being in the spot where you can get that by, I think, is crucial. Yeah, and that's gonna be that's that's gonna be huge. I think it's big for Kansas City or or Pittsburgh at this point. Who can get it? Uh, I think you feel more confident if. Kansas City can play uh, the 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 non buy playoff scenario, but that also leaves them to more exposure, more teams chipping at their armor. Because guess why? More games mean more people can expose you, break you down, and playoffs take a different they they take a different notch, man. Everything goes up in the playoffs. So I did not hear this, but Fulmer was on vol calls last night. Yeah, I heard a little bit. When we come back, we're gonna hear that, and. Picture me, Poland's already up at J Mart and Ramon. Have your say there and comment. Always show your work in the comments. Will Jeremy Pruitt be dismissed? And if so, when? Three answers. Yes, in season. Yes, after the season. No, needs more time. That doesn't mean you think he needs more time. It just means that's the way it's going to be framed. Is he going to get another year? Is basically what that means. Will Jeremy Pruitt be dismissed? Have your say on our say at J Martz and Ramon. When we come back, we'll hear what former had to say on Vol calls, and we'll start to talk a little bit of college football with the Vols Florida game coming up yeah. on Saturday and how important that is for the future of Jeremy Pruitt in Knoxville. That is still to come. Also, Aditi Kinkabwala, the NFL Network, Ian Eagle.
NFL on CBS and Andy Staples. Loaded show, but time for you at 737-1045 as well. We're back in five on the zone. Titans return home to play four quarters against Baker Mayfield's Cleveland Browns. Mike Keith and Coach Mack have the kickoff Sunday at noon on your home for Titans football. 104.5 The Zone. Yeah! For the first time it's going down history, baby. New 3-6 Mafia. Old head. I gotta stay. <laughs> yes, this is definitely an old head anthem right here. Stay. Nothing says Philip Fulmer quite like 3 6 Mafia. It does. <laughs> it's Tennessee, they're Tennessee. You know them and you know him, baby. Jmart Radio at Ramon Foster at Schaefer on Sports. Picture me polling today at Jmart and Ramon will Coming and when will Jeremy Pruitt be dismissed? Ooh. And we got several of you commenting on that. Get to your comments here in just a bit. When Trust Matters count on all four seasons, garage doors in Nashville. Professional garage door installation and repair from a family-owned and operated business. Visit allfourseasonsgarages.com slash Nashville to learn more. Vol Calls is always an adventure. Mm-hmm. The AD. Oh. Phil, last night on Vol Calls. We haven't heard this yet, so let's see what he had to say. I have the responsibility to lead the program and, and watch, look it over and, and evaluate it and progress that we're making or not making and I have to really look at it from a big picture and realistically and not emotionally uh, to answer your question. And just the fact that our student athletes have had the opportunity to compete and play games this season is a victory in itself. They're facing challenges all the time, you know, that are unprecedented. I guess I'll show my age a little bit, Bob. Uh, I had the experience of being part of Coach Major staff in the early 80s, and uh, programs were kind of in a similar place. and. It took Coach into his fourth and fifth year to get things turned around, and right now everybody wished that it would happen quicker and in the process. And, you know, an interesting statistic that I found was uh, Coach Majors was 14-15-1 and one in his first 30 games, and Coach Pruitt is 15-15 and 15 in his first 30 games. So I really think we're a better football team than, than our record has shown, Bob, our Teams played hard, and I think the Auburn game was a good example of that. But we've not taken care of the ball and protected it like we should, and we certainly haven't gotten the takeaways that you think a normal uh, aggressive defense would get. So uh, giving great effort and taking care of the ball and, and getting the ball back are three of the things that you have to do to have a good team. And, it's not one particular group all the time. It's just that we've had a very inconsistent group, and that a lot of that is coming from you. As you look at the consistency of our football team, you can point, you know, and, and Coach Pruitt said it a bunch of times that we we just offensively, defensively, just can't have those catastrophic plays that we've had that have cost us games. So nothing against Fulmer, but yeah, you are as bad as your record says you are. <laughs> quarterback wins might not be a really good way to measure quarterbacks, but if you are 
two and five. You're two and five. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's what he means this year. I'll say this. The one thing that he said he was doing is two things I took from it. He said he's not been emotional about it, which we all are. Even me. Like, hey, let's go. Do something. It's like the Peter Griffin when he's got the frog in the in the shoebox just trying to continually lift it up, up the up the wall. Like that's that's me with the program. Like, do something. Like poking it with a stick a little bit. And the other, he says he's not been emotional. And then the other one is the big picture. And I think when you're building a program back up, that is one of the things that you have to do is be able to look at the big picture of what you're actually trying to do. Four or five years is what I say to him. Three years is a little, it's a little soon to be trying to fire somebody. There's too much on the books for him. It's, it's still enough time for him. To, he's still not playing with his quarterback in the sense of like, this is a Bush Jones recruited quarterback. Should still be able to have to develop him. There's no excuses on that whatsoever. But if you ask me, I told you guys there was some thought that maybe they would push him out, but I just can't see it being a realistic thing right now. Pruitt is, is there to stay, I think, for at least two to three more years. If he can't do it then, then what's the use in the big change, man? Anytime you're changing the coach, even in the NFL level, it's it's a five-year reset. And, and look where we were before then. I know last year was just one of those years, and guess what? Momentum took them a long way last year. They had some good play. They played sound ball. Um, this is just what it is right now. I know nobody wants to accept that, but UT, we got to take a step back. UT fans, fans that watch Tennessee Vols football, because that's what everybody sits and, and, and wait on is fall ball with the Vols, man. And that's exactly what it is. It's, it's emotional. It's something you're attached to. You want to be good because why? It's the SEC. You're not trying to be the bottom of the barrel in the SEC, be grouped in with, honestly, I hate to say it, Vanderbilt, Kentucky's. But right now we lost to Kentucky, lost to a bad Arkansas team still. And we just can't seem to punch our way out of it. And the only way to punch your way out of it is the same way with basketball players. Shooters got to shoot in a sense to get hot. And you just got to play this thing out because if I ask you, who's a really valid coach? Who really is the guy? And you say that's going to turn the program around. Not many people can give you an answer like this is the guy. I know people throwing out the Hugh Freeze thing, but guess what? That could be a ploy to get him either another job somewhere else or a higher pay grade. That's thrown well, out plenty of times. It is, other than Hugh Freeze has been on record for a long part of his life that this was the job he always wanted. We, You know what? We talked about this a little bit yesterday. You're also going to have to deal with some of the, the, the issues that Hugh Freeze brings. The same way that Butch Jones, I mean, the Bruce same Pearl. way that Bruce Pearl is still bringing those same issues to Auburn. Now, we don't know whether or not he brings any more issues. That's all. It's not like he has to pay for that any further. Yeah. Unless he does something else off that beaten path. The picture me polling is: Will Jeremy be uh, Jeremy Pruitt be dismissed, and if so, when? Yes, in season. Yes, after season. No, needs more time. Uh, and I know we've got a little bit more from Fulmer. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But you put this up on the on the screen, Shaver. So I just want to bring you in to say it. Your thoughts on this entire situation with the quarterback situation? It's the Mariota effect. And I hate to compare it to Marcus because, again, Marcus, good guy, tried his best. We're talking about his performance, though, right? We're yeah, watching okay. We're watching the same mistakes mm-hmm. be made by Jarrett Garantano that mm-hmm. we saw Mariota make here with the Titans. And you saw the difference that a change in starting quarterback made with the Titans. Now, Ryan Tannehill has exceeded any reasonable expectations that any Titans fan has had for him. 
So I agree with Coach Fulmer, and yes, you have to cut down on the catastrophic mistakes. Yes. Yes, you've had quarterback issues, and yes, those things are multipliers when it comes to how it affects a team. But <laughs> you're going through an historically bad losing streak right now. Once yeah. again, when the expectations grow for the UT football program, the results shrink. And that's not opinion. That's fact. Mm -hmm. And when you look at JG, you see MM kind of all over again. N not in every single situation. You but see it. You see. You see the same tendencies, yes. and you see the same tendency. Well, you know what? You don't because the difference between those two guys is that the fan base tried to stick up for Marcus forever. I think they've been off the JG train. Yeah, for a while. For a while. And I'll say this: that's kind of disappointing and sad too, because. Yeah, he's a young adult, but he's still a kid in the sense of his experiences in life and everything that goes on. The stuff that people say to him is absolutely brutal. He's going to probably be one of the only quarterbacks in the history of all NCAA just starting quarterbacks for multiple years that probably really can't come back to his university and be celebrated. Imagine that. Giving your all because technically... Whether you like it or not, he's giving his all for it. He's going out there and trying to make it happen, and it sucks because there will be no celebration whatsoever for him. This guy's just gone out and done heinous things and, and, and just uh, the, the environment, just a, around the nation. And guess what? They get celebrated by their colleges. Look at Vince Young, who did not pan out at Texas. He's celebrated by the University of Texas. I know he won big there, but still in the same sense of just – you are a multi-year starter at your university. He'll wait, wait probably never go back. Did you say back. Vince Young didn't work out at Texas? Um, no, I'm saying in the NFL he didn't. Oh, and I'm okay. saying after he left Texas, he did some questionable stuff to where even still he's still celebrated as a university. Yeah, like thinking that Harold Landry's first name was Honor. <sighs> Which you had not seen until – the only reason I mentioned that is because you had not I seen had it until last week I played that. That picture. right there blew my mind. Schaefer hadn't heard it before. That blew my mind. That was incredible. Couldn't Look, believe it. Yeah, I, no one could. That says a lot about how Texas does their athletes and just pushing them along and not challenge them academically. Hook them. Tim in Clarksville up next <laughs> or up first. Tim, what's up? Hey, so I, I just want to give some perspective from a Georgia fan that doesn't care about Tennessee football at all. Uh, I just think it's kind of like, I mean, you guys are celebrating this guy, and I'm talking to all Vol fans. You guys are celebrating this guy a year ago, and to go back to what the other guy was saying with the Mariota thing, I mean, this guy has an awful quarterback. And I, I don't know the kid, Jared, and I'm sure he's a great guy, but he sucks. Like, I don't know how you can put this on Jeremy Pruitt for being so bad when their quarterback can't do anything. And I get that, like, a coaching issue, you got to be able to make it work. But, I mean, we were looking at Art Smith at the beginning of last year. Like, what the heck is this guy doing with the offense? This guy can't coach. Now look at him. He's going to be a head coach next year. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that yeah. that's a fair point, cousin. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, even a Georgia fan, it's all right. No, I House divided, house yeah, divided yeah. fam right there. I, Hashtag I, for it, the fam. Absolutely. I appreciate his perspective on it, though, because he talked with his emotions out of it, and I, I'll definitely say that. He's he's right about a, a couple things right there. Now, before we – the one thing he said was, well, look, he's got an awful quarterback. He's pointing to Arthur Smith. We kind of decried Arthur Smith because Mariota sucked. And then Tannehill came in, worked better, and now wow. Arthur Smith, his offense starts to hum a little bit. Now, yeah. yes, a quarterback does matter. Yeah. But at what point is it on you for still running him out there? And and that's the part that 
even with the play calling at UT, I've also questioned is that falls on the coaches. The ability to still put um, JG out there falls on Pruitt. But if Pruitt is just willing, it may just, I mean, nobody makes a huge fuss. Uh, you do, but it's not like this. Maybe it's because we're in the base like this. But you, everybody has that feeling of like, okay, even an NFL team is tanking. Like you can see, we've seen basketball teams tank for certain players here and there. I'm not saying Pruitt is tanking, but the fact that what are you going to do? Push forward to just, like you said, scar a young quarterback and maybe it's JG senior year. Run it out and just roll with it. The decision can, can be made, should have been made, but at this point, playing an all SEC, uh, schedule, what are you, what are you going to expect from him? Maybe you think he's going to work himself out of it and he hasn't. That's what he did last year, honestly. Like I said, everybody Against held him bad team. But he's, he's still got the job done, though, Jay. I I'm know. not saying he didn't. I'm just saying that you can't. Like, you can't be sitting here literally defending JG at this point. Like, he pulled it out against Indiana last night in a, in a bowl game. Eric Gray pulled it out against Indiana, he, but he was a part of that though. He made some plays. You can't, I mean, I we defended can't take him away some last year. Play. I'm just saying at this point in time, there is no reason to be playing him at all, other at than all. the fact that zero, none. <laughs> if not for COVID Zilch. and the lack of any spring practice for yeah. Harrison Bailey or whomever. JG would not be the starting quarterback right now. No, I agree with that. Because he's not the best option. No, he's not. But at this point, it seems like he knows the offense the best, and we'll see what happens. Do you care now, though? Do I care? No, not right now at this point. I just, I want to look to the future and just start getting somebody ready. But it's clear to me, as somebody that's keeping up with, with this recruiting class, this quarterback coming in in January is the guy they're trying to build with. Oh, yeah. That is so obvious yes. right now. Harrison Bailey, I don't think, is a guy that's going to be under center next fall when, when, if and when this season kicks off. If that's so, how what I'm a waste. looking at it. If so, what a waste. It is. Do you think Harrison Bailey Then what Bailey do you protect him from if he's not, if you, like, that's the thing. What do you protect hey, you don't him wanna, from? you don't want to wreck the young quarterback by bringing him in. Remember Pruitt said that before Arkansas, that yeah, ended up yeah, playing. He, he played. We're all calling. We're all sitting here calling for Harrison Bailey. It's like, hey, he's this touted recruit. Let's yeah. see what he's got. Obviously, we know what JG has. Can we stop being yeah. the definition of insanity? Basically, expecting a different result for doing the exact same thing. If he's not going to be the guy anyway, then what are you protecting him from? If you think that you're bringing somebody in in January to play quarterback, then why has Harrison Bailey not been playing the last two or three to prove to you he can't play in the future? Probably because there's no plans for him moving forward anyway. That's the only thing then, I got from it. What right a waste now. to even bother getting him. Yeah. Uh, maybe like how they, many resources did you waste to get him there? Maybe they didn't want him to begin with. That that is to me, that's indicting right yeah. there. To me, that's all right, get rid of the coaching. Get rid of whoever's making decisions there because you, you only have a, a finite amount of resources, right? Yeah. Even on NCAA football fourteen. I only had a certain amount of recruiting visits I could do. I only had a certain amount of people I could send on trips, all of that kind of stuff. Like, you've got to use your resources. You're going to go grab somebody and then not play them while your quarterback sucks. And we never even see that guy like that. mm, Maybe mm. he isn't what he's supposed to be looking like in practice either. I mean, maybe what? What if JG tricks you enough on on, and during the week? Well, then then, he's justified. How many times does and he have to trick you, Moan? At, at this point, I Jason, promise you, if you tell me the same knock-knock joke five times, I'm eventually going to stop saying who's there. Uh, I'm eventually not going to answer that door, and I'm going to say, no, uh, put on George Carlin. I'll watch him. I'm not going to answer your joke anymore. Look, at this point, I honestly think they're just pushing to a finish. Kids senior year, 
the fan base is going to be mad one way or the other. If you put Harrison Bailey out there and he still looked like a crap show, what do you say then? How trash is the program when you led this thing off by saying, but Vols fans, we got to take a step back. How many steps back does this program have to take over the last decade well, no, and a half? We're, we're, no, no, you're, you're acting like this. This has just been a powerhouse as of late. It hasn't. Oh, well, what I'm so saying, ability, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, how many times do you have to take a step back before no, you take what, a step what, what, forward? Maybe it's not. The, maybe it's not the team taking a step back. Maybe it's 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 social media. It's the fan base saying, "Hey, look, we're not as good as you thought we were to begin with. We had a lot of stuff going on. Heck, a kid just got dismissed the other day for." Off the field stuff, like there's so many different things that you, you, me, we, us, the fan base don't know about to where it's like, okay, look, relax, chill. That's the, that's our biggest indictment as, as, as Vol fans. You just heard, not in house. You're hearing father and um, your father and your uncle arguing in a kitchen right now. Yeah, pretty much. So we'll get to the fam. We'll let, you're, you're coming in, you're grabbing some orange juice. You're like, (laughs) hey, you know what I think? Let's see what Caleb and uh, we'll get we'll get to one call and then we'll get to the rest of them after the break. Caleb and Beth Page, we'll get to you before the break. If you're on hold, stay there. Caleb, go ahead. Hey, uh, how y'all doing this morning? Good. Um, I was just gonna say that I feel like a lot of the Tennessee fans look around the SEC and they see a lot of the new coach hires, like in Texas A and M and Florida, and they just immediately expect more success faster. Because of those teams, like, I'm a Florida fan. We fired Jim McElwain. And as soon as we get rid of McElwain, we bring in Dan Mullen, which was a really good hire. And now we're, you know, we're one of the top ten programs. And I just feel like they look around, and that's exactly what they expect. But, all right, I appreciate it. I'm going to hang up and listen. All right. That's where I'm at. And I'll say this, too. As a guy that was a prospect from the state of Tennessee – a talent from the state of Tennessee, went to Tennessee too. I'll be honest with myself. It's gotten a whole lot better here as far as the pool of high school play. One of the things that has to happen is the in-state guys got to see Tennessee as a respectable program. Right now with other teams winning like Georgia, Alabama, Clemson's coming in state now taking guys, Florida also, A&M also, Ole Miss also. We don't keep them here. Second thing is this. He mentioned A&M. Having a new hire. He mentioned Florida having a new hire. You know and I know also, if we're being honest with ourselves, the talent pool inside of those states, you don't even have to leave to get a top 10 class. Tennessee has to go to those places and compete with now South Carolina, Clemson, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Steel. Texas is, I look at them as, 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 a school that's probably more behind than us simply because their talent pool, the amount of athletes that they have in that state alone can win a national championship. When Vincent won the national championship at Texas, I'm more than sure 80% of that team is probably full of Texas guys. Probably. So the ability. I mean, we know that. So I'm just saying in the sense of like the recruiting realm of like, okay, you really got to grind it out and you're competing. You're in a, you're in a burrow with all sharks trying to get the same players. And, but that's what everybody's got to do in college. No, but it's different when you're in Florida. No, or when, I'm not or, saying or that. When you're in Texas, I mean, you're right. Of course, it's a rich recruiting ground. It's a richer recruiting ground. It is. So the, the the picks from the guys you're getting out of state gotta hit. Every so are you time. basically saying, okay, well, then Tennessee's ceiling from now on is no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it might take more time towards Florida can bounce back. Because why? How much time, man? How I mean, six four coaches five in years. 13 years. How many four bad five hires years. can you afford to make four if you're to five years. You knew Bush wasn't a good hire. You knew Dooley wasn't a good hire. 
Right now, everybody do was on. Do you think on, Pruitt to get higher right I, now? I do. I think Pruitt needs more time. As a first-time head coach, he needs more time. And now, As a first-time head coach, Tennessee, probably not the job I, he should I've, have. I've said this time and time again. you got to give a coach time. The, the, the fire sticks outside the house and, 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 and hang them up on, on, on social media, get them out, that's just reaction. That's all that is. You gotta be able to say, are you, are you, oh, so are you gonna stop being a UT fan is what I gotta ask the fan base? No one is gonna do that. But I don't think that you being a and fan. And nobody's happy either. Yeah. Well, let's get to break. We'll come back. I know we got some calls. 615-737-1045. Spirited conversation and it bounces off of our picture me polling, which is will and how will Jeremy Pruitt yeah. get dismissed? Is it yes during the season? Yes after the season or no needs more time? We were kind of breaking that all down for you. There's another cut of Fulmer we're going to play as well. Stick with us. Interesting conversation, to say the least. At J. Martin Ramon on Twitter, 104.5 The Zone. Never going never gonna to step on this. Will not happen. I want to tell you guys about something really cool. Toy Field. Been a part of this for years. Here on 104.5 is on Toy Field presented by T-Mobile. Tuesday at Nissan Stadium. We'll be on site. Are we broadcasting live that day? Or is it just going to be like we have in the past? The station has. But I think maybe because of COVID, we're not doing it the same way. But the station will be repped. On site from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Tuesday. East Concourse entrance by Gate 1. Next to the Titans Pro Shop, where we have broadcasted live many times. Curbside drop-off will be available along 2nd Street, South 2nd Street. Drive by. You can drop off your unwanted toy, your unwrapped toy, your gift uh, for a senior to benefit the Salvation Army's Forgotten Angels. This is just a really cool deal. Yeah. Make sure you mask up. Masks are going to be required to enter Nissan Stadium. But this is how you can create a miracle moment for families in our community. I, I've taken photos at Toy Fields up years past. I actually looked at one on my phone a couple of days ago. It's amazing what America, what Americans, mm-hmm. what Tennesseans, what Nashvilleans, what you guys are capable of. We are consistently at the zone blown away by your generosity and your heart. So we ask again, let's help some people out during a, a tough, tough year, and let's let's help make some miracles happen. Toy Field presented by T-Mobile Tuesday at Nissan Stadium. We'll be there 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. East Concourse entrance by Gate 1 right next to the Titans Pro Shop. That's an awesome thing, man. This time of year, you never know who needs or wants stuff, man, so... Hey, let's get into that, man. That's 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 a beautiful thing. Yes, and it, it like I said, you'll be amazed at the photos you see at the end of the day. Yeah, with just and this year, I I, I would say more than ever before, especially you know seniors that can't get out, that can't go buy the gifts mm-hmm. usually because they're mm-hmm. worried about being out because of the virus and things of that nature, and just people that have lost jobs and the state of the economy and everything else, help somebody. Help somebody. Yeah. It's always better than helping yourself. I've so many times I've gone and bought five things and it's done <laughs> nothing for me. Right. And I've given one thing. And there's just there's something about it because I think as human beings we were made to give and we were made to serve. Mm-hmm. That's why it always feels better. Always. Daniel. 
It says Daniel in Tullahoma, old dude, on the screen. Are you an old head, Daniel? <laughs> old head. Sir. Oh. Go ahead. Hello. Yeah, we're yeah, here. We're here. Uh, yeah. We're talking about Tennessee fans. I, I bet I bet I've been keeping up with them longer than it's any of y'all's uh, age. Fifty three years. I know about that. Yeah, no, that's right. And uh, I've never seen a dumpster fire like this. And two, go ahead and cut that. I go back to this goes on the coaching staff of a quarterback not being developed. You got his got three on his team up there. He personally, along with his staff, recruited. And you talk and they've been talking about getting a transferred quarterback. Uh, something stinks. And also, whoever was on your panel there it said uh, five or six years, they're delusional. <laughs> That's all I got to say. All right, Daniel, we appreciate it. Okay. Definitely an old head. Definitely. Okay. Dumps the fire like that. That line, that's, we that's, need to cut that line. That needs to be on fine. page one. That's fine. I've never right seen there. a dumpster fire quite like this. Beautiful thing is what that was. That's what that was. Okay. I love it. So if you can go through. As when the plan comes together. I'm, I'm looking at this. He's, he's seen more football than any of us, okay? And that's clear to me uh, and us. We're looking at Johnny Majors, who has a statue at UT. A legend at UT. Also Pat a legend Summit. at the University of Pittsburgh, okay? Just throwing that out there in a sense. It's 77, 4 and 7. He was 1 and 5 in the SEC. All right? Uh, 78, 5, 5 and 1. Fourth. He was 75, 5 and 6. He went 8 and 4, 6, 5 and 1, 9 and 3, 7 and 4, 9, 1, 7, 4. It was 1, 2, 3. And then he ended up 4. Then he ended up going in his fifth year, 8 and 4. Then guess what? In 82, he went 6, 5 and 1. There's been some ups and downs in every single coaching. Only one that probably hasn't been until the end of his career at UT was probably former. Most consistently driving on past that. And then also, five and three at one point, five and six in another point. And just looking at wins and losses. If you can go through Butch, if you can go through Dooley, you can't go through this? Dumpster fire. Like, you've seen worse. There has been worse. I mean, or two just and as five bad. sucks, Moan. Two and five suck. I'm looking at right Excuse now. me. Let me go ahead and just... Two and six sucks, Mom. The same thing, though, Jay. They finished eighth in the SEC at that year. First year of 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 Johnny Majors. Like, there's been worse here. The tap I'm just I'm just in the sense in the sense of saying, hey, look, we haven't seen worse again. How good was this program when Bush took? I mean, when uh, yeah, from Bush when Dooley. Um, God, I'm mixing up my cup. Yeah, because they all suck. Exactly. So if you've had consistently mediocre for a while, how long do you think it's going to be till you push over the threshold? How long before you change your life around? How long does that take? It takes time. We're talking about young adults here. You're trying to get on the same accord, same board, same wavelength, and try to change the mindset of that. Moan, have you ever seen an offensive lineman go as ballerina as we've seen from Ramon Foster in the last 25 minutes. You know minutes. what? And I'm going to. That's my damn university. So for these people that, these fans that, if you want to go to another, if you want to be a Tennessee, Alabama fan, go do that. That's fine too. If you, either you're all in or you're not. You might not like the coach, but go coach it. Go control the university. Go make those decisions. Go have the booster clubs telling you what you should and should not be doing. Go have social media tech you every, every decision you make. Go do that. 
Yes, he's compensated for. Yes, they all are. But in the same sense, what better option do you have? I see Chris in Manchester. Chris, if you're listening, we'll get to you right off the top of the hour. I'm going to let Moan have the last word on this hour. 615-737-1045. Aditi Kinkabwala, Ian Eagle, Andy Staples, all on the docket for the remainder of the show, plus the weekly 7-3. Our NFL power rankings now that this week finally came to an end. In the NFL. No Thursday night game, though. So we won't be able to preview that one. Uh-huh. But we will, we'll continue down this Tennessee line. And Ramon, just Gregory Hines, man. Just man. full on my left foot. Because you tap dance faster than you run, according oh, yeah. to EA Sports. I still beat you running. <laughs> there you go. At J. Martin Ramon on Twitter, 104.5 The Zone. Yeah, that's some turd stuff right there.